1: If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle services and repairs through their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at iHeartRush.com. That's iHeartRush.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for the latest details.
0: This is America's truck and Network with Kevin Gordon.
2: Welcome aboard. Thanks for tuning in as we barrel on into this Tuesday morning on America's truck and Network. Thanks for being there. certainly appreciate it. Normally um, at the bottom of the hour after the news, we do the nationwide forecast for weather. But if there is a weather emergency, I like to bring that up to the front, at least to some of the headlines at the front of the show just to kind of keep you informed so that you're safe out there on the highway. So uh, with that, uh, just kind of a brief uh, explanation here. Flash flooding threat for the uh, New England, severe weather threats for the center of the nation. Dangerous widespread flash flooding from excessive rainfall is expected across New England through this morning highest risk is for Vermont with expected impacts to transit routes. Severe thunderstorms bring heavy rain are also possible from the central plains to the Midwest. Excessive heat will persist for the southern Florida portions of the desert southwest and southern high plains. So wanted to bring that out up front because, uh, again, Number one, job one is to get home safe and to be safe out there. And as you're out on the road, if you see certain, you know, any forecast, I mean, you you see these from time to time. They'll predict rain and then you won't get rain. During the winter, they'll predict all these blizzards and you won't get any. And then sometimes they don't expect anything and you get hit with a blizzard. So um, when you keep your eye on the road out there and you come across across any uh, road conditions or uh, any type of uh, weather, and it's always good to let the people behind you know what's going on. And hopefully the people in front of you will do the same. Because, as I said, job one is to get home safe. And I wanted to get that out at the beginning of the program. Uh, we are in the midst of, and this began uh, Sunday through this coming Saturday, the week-long Nationwide Driver Blitz. This year's Operation Safe Driver Week will be held on Sunday, July the 9th, through Saturday, July the 15th. Officers will be looking for dangerous driving behaviors, including speeding, improper lane changes, driving while under the influence of drugs or alcohol, using a handheld device and failure to wear a seatbelt. The area of emphasis for the Operation Safe Driver Week 2023 will be speeding. Speeding has been the area of emphasis for the past several Operation uh, Safe Driver Week campaigns. During the week-long enforcement effort, police will be on the lookout for unsafe driving behaviors committed by both motorists and commercial vehicle drivers i hope the emphasis is on motorists i have a story about that and i mean personal story about that of my exploits with my wife this past weekend those caught violating law will be pulled over and issued a warning or citation during operation safe driver week in 2022 law enforcement in canada and the u.s pulled over more than 35,000 commercial motor vehicles and passenger vehicles. Now, they don't split out the numbers there, but... Uh from what I remember, I think it was uh, pretty close to 50-50. Actually, it should be higher that the motorists should be pulled over for unsafe driving based on like I said, what I'll be talking about a little bit later on. Uh, let's see. Pulled over 35,000 vehicles. Uh, issued 26,164,000 warnings and citations to commercial motor vehicle drivers and passenger vehicle drivers. So I want you to be aware of that. Make sure that you are aware of that. And, you know, during these times when they're doing the crackdown, you want to make sure that, you know, you're not uh, caught in one of these traps and uh, uh, certainly don't want to ha- add any headaches to your travels out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about some, uh, some positive news here because I do have some uh, uh, kind of, well, it's, it's, it's kind of negative, negative news or, or warnings in terms as far as the economy is concerned. But we'll start off with some good news. Uh, back in uh, about a week ago, Knight Swift acquisition of truckload carrier U.S. Express it closed. U.S. Express stock no longer trading and the company filing a, dis- a des- delisting document with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, it gets into a, uh, kind of strange here as far as making no comments that... Um, not making any real announcement, this type of thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, Knight Swift has made no comment or filing about the closing of the deal. But U.S. Express noticed Monday to the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, delisting its stock from the New York Stock Exchange. Well, that's normal if your company has been uh, stock has been purchased. Prior to that, filing services such as Bar Chart and uh, various companies had stopped uh, uh, indicating any uh, trading in the act- activity in the stock. Uh, The section on each company's website devoted to filings with the SEC also showed no activity beyond Thursday's filing by U.S. Express that its investors had overwhelmingly approved the acquisition. That only changed later Monday with U.S. Express delisting. When more than with when the more than 800 million dollar acquisition was announced in March, it said that there or they said at the time that there would be a closing by the end of the second quarter. So uh, about a week ago, uh, July 3rd and that type of thing over the holiday weekend and, and so on, that certainly you know falls into that uh, um, range in terms of uh, by the end of the quarter. U.S. US Express ended its five-year tenure as a public company almost exactly with a closing price of $6.14 for its Class A shares. That is one cent less than the price per share that Knight-Swift paid for the U.S. Express. So they basically paid face value for the stock, or not face value of the stock, but what the current going rate of the stock was uh, for the various shareholders. And uh, apparently, uh, X-Express didn't uh, really, U.S. Express didn't really kind of live up to whatever expectations, but it wasn't certainly a fire sale by any uh, means, uh, or at least they're not talking about it in those ranges. Uh, at the time of the transaction, Knight Swift said an addition of the assets of U.S. Express would add about $2.2 billion in revenue and $1.8 billion in truckload proceeds. To the Knight Swift top line, the U.S. Ex- Express um, equipment c- count at the time was 7,200 tractors and 14,400 trailers. Following the deal, Knight Swift annual run rate is expected to be close to ten billion dollars, with a truckload fleet of 25,000 tractors and 93,000 trailers. Knight Swift had full year revenue in 2022 of 7.42 billion. So I, you know. This is kind of bewildering to me. If I'm, if I'm going to spend, <laughs> like I've got pocket change to do this, if I'm going to spend $800 million and the closing price here, they mentioned that uh, by the time the dust settled and they actually made the purchase price and settled, it was $808 million. If I'm going to spend that kind of money, eight-tenths of a billion dollars, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to crow about it. I'm going to talk about what we're going to do, how this is going to fit in, and and do a PR campaign about this. I mean, uh, for crying out loud, you got to get a little bit of free advertising as a result of that. And I'm sure uh, during the period of time over the holiday weekend and then going out of the holiday weekend, because when I was looking at news last week, there was, I mean, You had some news, but there wasn't really... It's like everybody took the weekend off, and so a lot of the news agencies just kind of rehashing some stories and putting out some stories and not a whole lot of news. But you would have thought that... Or I would have thought that this would have been a great opportunity to to kind of contact the various magazines, the various trucking news uh, companies, and and make a big splash about this. But apparently they chose not to. So anyway, it's uh, interesting... uh, uh, love's I want to mention this. I I saw this last month and I've been meaning to talk about it and it's be kind of curious. I haven't seen any follow up on this in terms of how it's going. But Love's recently well not what it says recently but this was back in the first part of June, uh, announced a new automated truck uh, automated system truck wash service is available at the store located in Harrisonville, uh Missouri. While Harrisonville store is currently the only uh, Loves uh, offering truck wash services, Loves plans on opening truck washes truck washes at the following locations soon: Pauls Valley, Oklahoma; Hayes, in Arkansas; and Prescott, uh, Arkansas. They list the various prices that they'll charge, something like uh, sixty nine dollars and ninety nine cents for a truck tractor trailer wash, a one ton truck, a nineteen ninety nine. Uh, other packages: engine decreasing eight ninety nine, undercarriage high pressure wash of 599 so be interesting to see how they're doing and, and how their operations are going and if this is a, a being a, a success or not when we get back we we'll take a look at oil and gas prices and a lot of movement in that market so we'll talk about that i'm kevin gordon america's trucking network 700 wlw
0: this is the racing report on america's trucking network on 700 WLW.
3: Talking about overcoming adversity and weather on Sunday night, William Byron did all of that, getting a series-high fourth victory of the NASCAR Cup Series season at the Quaker State 400 in Atlanta Motor Speedway. Byron's number 24 Exalta Chevrolet team overcame a pit road penalty, a spin that put him a lap down, and his but his team fought back. The rains came. It was 75 laps to go. NASCAR called the race, and Byron talked about it in Victory Lane on USA Network. Work.
1: It's cool, man. I, I, we were through so much throughout the night, uh, spinning through the infield, destroyed the bottom of the car, dragging it around the yep. apron, trying to stay on the lead lap. And at, at that point, you just don't have the grip. So I was real edgy back in traffic, but uh, Rudy made a good call to pit there, and then uh, and then stay out. And once we got towards the front, it was okay. We could honestly uh, make the right decisions, block okay, and uh, got the lead from AJ, and just uh, was able to manage the run. So. Just a crazy night.
3: NASCAR took six cars Monday after the cup race and turn laps at New Hampshire Motor Speedway with a modified underwing with also pairing it with a variety of additional downforce settings, hoping those moves in the future would improve action on short tracks and road courses. The new season of the SRX Racing Series in Thursday Night Thunder returns to ESPN this Thursday, July 13th, with race number one in Connecticut at Stafford Motor Speedway. And a big check is going to a driver midway week at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio, the Eldora Million, a 50-lap sprint car race is set for July 12th and 13th, which will pay the winner a million dollars, marking the first time in sprint car racing history, the winner of the event will receive that amount, which is second only to this year's Indianapolis 500 winning payout of $3 million.
0: This is the Racing Report on America's Trucking Network on 700 WLW. It's
3: like Dennis at ATN. It's the marketer's report.
0: Today, Kate Cronin, chief brand
2: officer of Moderna, tells us about the advantages the speed of audio production affords their...
1: Here's your trucking forecast for the Tri-State and for the rest of the country. Mostly clear through the overnight with a low 63. Sunshine Tuesday, high 87. Mostly clear Tuesday night, low 65. Slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny with a high 88 on Wednesday. Wednesday night, showers are likely, possibly a thunderstorm. Through the overnight hours with a low of 70. And showers are likely on Thursday, possibly a thunderstorm. And partly sunny otherwise, high 85. Dangerous widespread Flash flooding from excessive rainfall expected across new england through tuesday morning severe thunderstorms bringing heavy rain also possible from the central plains into the midwest excessive heat will persist for southern florida and portions of the desert southwest and southern high plains this is america's trucking network
2: 700 wlw i'm kevin gordon Thanks for hanging with us through the break. I certainly appreciate it as we roll on down this information superhighway, as I like to refer to it. Um, in the previous section, we, we finished up uh, gas prices nationwide, but I want to talk about uh, diesel prices real quick here to kind of give you an idea what's going on in those markets. Uh, current average is uh, $3.84, and that's the national average. Uh, that is... Uh, down about uh, ooh, about eight cents from a month ago. Down a dollar eighty one from this time last year. That's a thirty two percent decrease. This time uh, in twenty twenty, however, gas prices or diesel prices were two dollars and forty four cents. We we're paying a dollar forty more per gallon than what we were back then. That's a fifty seven percent increase. And when you look over on the uh, as we talked about earlier, when you look over on the gasoline side, when we're paying a dollar twenty six more uh, per gallon, nation average than what we were back in uh, twenty twenty. That's a 55% increase. And I have to stress the fact that back in 2020, we were energy independent for the first time since 1949. Since 1949, the Soviet Union only lasted 69 years. The reign of Queen Elizabeth II lasted 70 years. We were 71 years dependent on other sources for our oil other than our own we took we, we we were not energy independent let's put it that way first time in 2020 since 1949 we were energy independent oil was at $50 a barrel nobody drills for oil safer cleaner more efficiently than we do in the united states why would we allow or have other countries number one the countries that don't like us drilling oil and supplying oil for us why i don't understand that these countries don't like us they they you know they have said we are going to we want oil prices to be in the 90 dollar range because that's when they make a lot of money saudi arabia and the arab countries they have plans they are, let's face it, xenophobic. They are interested in their countries. They're interested in the uh, strength, the economic strength of their countries. They don't give a whiff about us. And they have these grandiose plans for all these resorts that they want to build on the various, uh, the, uh, on, the, on the Mediterranean or the Red Sea or the Black, anywhere that there's water there in the Middle East. They want to try to put a, a, a resort there. They want to make oases or oasises, depending upon how you look at it, in the desert. So they're interested in their economy, not our economy. And why we have sub, uh, subjected ourselves to that, I don't understand. And I've got a story later on that I'm going to get to in the in the final segment talking about our unemployment numbers, talking about the economy, talking about uh, wages, and then talking about some of the stuff that's going on as far as the the EV batteries and what's going on as far as China is concerned, because they are the leading producers of those. So, I uh, just wanted to uh, touch on the the uh, diesel side of things, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, as far as economy in a, in the next segment. But anyway. Let's take a look at uh, Today in Transportation History. I always like taking a step back and looking at Today in Transportation History because almost every day I learn something new. Also, I uh, like to point out some of these people that actually were very important but didn't get the recognition that some more famous people did they were right alongside in some cases they did even more than the more famous people but didn't quite get the notoriety so it's an opportunity to give them some props and to give them some praise and to learn something about uh, individuals and their heroics and the stuff that they accomplished also when you go back in history you learn lessons from history and the old saying if you do not learn from history you're destined to repeat it so you know why make the same mistakes over and over again if you can learn lessons and correct those going forward. And sometimes you look back on history and you see how other, you know, economies or countries had a problem and how they solved it. And those things are available today to, to put those into place. On this date, in uh, on July the 11th, 1905, Los Angeles to Chicago in 45 hours. Uh, today they say it only takes Forty-three, But we'll get into that in a minute here. Uh, Scott Special, a train operated by the Atchison, Topeka, and, San, and Santa Fe Railway, set a new speed record for traveling between Los Angeles and Chicago. The Scott Special arrived at Chicago's Dearborn Station at 11.54 a.m., 44 hours and 56 minutes after the train had departed Los Angeles for a trek of 2,265 miles at an average speed of 51.1 miles per hour. Now, folks, we're talking back in 1905. 1905, more than 118 years ago, and they were able to travel that fast. The train was in excellent condition when it arrived, having a coat, uh, having a, the coating of dust and grime, reported the Wisconsin-based Racine Daily Journal newspaper, quote, the crew was smiling and happy, although showing traces from the strain they had under, undergone. Uh, in making the trip between Los Angeles and uh, Chicago, the train broke travel records established by the Peacock Special in 1905 and the Lowe Special in 1903. The person behind the historic run of the Scott Special was 32 year old Walter E. Scott. For whom the train was named. Known widely as Death Valley Scotty, he had been a stunt writer for Buffalo Bill Cody's Wild West show. Scott was without a question without question a colorful character <laughs> Now mind you, we'll put this in quotation marks, a colorful character whose activities included some fraudulent mining schemes to gain a lot of money for himself for himself. <laughs> really? <laughs> they call that a a colorful character um- You know, what is it, Sam Bankman Freed of uh, 1905? He was also a shameless self-promoter, and he saw the chance to break the train speed record uh, between Los Angeles and uh, Chicago as yet another opportunity to get himself on the front pages of the nation's newspapers. Scott, therefore, helped finance the arrangements for his namesake train. The train consisted of a baggage car, a sleeper, and a dining car with a total of 19 locomotives used and exchanged along the way uh those are kind of like the pony express you just switch locomotives along the way those on board the train as passengers included scott his wife ella whom he called jack and charles e van loan a reporter from the los angeles examiner now i looked this up and if you were to take amtrak today I guess because of the uh, the stops and the the fueling and not fueling, but actually the diff- different train stops along the way, and because it's not a direct route from Los Angeles up to Chicago, it kind of goes across the Panhandle of of Texas and then shoots up in a northwestern or northeasternly direction. That train uh, that tr- uh, that travel now by Amtrak today would take you two days and 14 hours. But if I guess you did it nonstop and you really put the pedal to the metal and didn't make any stops along the way, according to the headline here, it only take you 45, uh, only takes 43 hours today. So the fact that in 1905 on this date, July the 11th, 1905, they were able to do this in 45 hours is uh, quite a feat. So that's very amazing. I want to mention a couple of bills. I, you know, we, we mention this from time to time and I try to get an update on these different bills that are going through the uh, legislature. One of the most important is, uh, this, uh, House Resolution 3039. Its legislation was introduced by Congressman John, Josh Beecham, Beecham, Beecham. Sorry, uh, to prohibit the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, FMCSA, from promulgating any rule or regulation mandating speed limiters on large commercial motor vehicles. Now, the phone number, if you want to call your congressman, you don't know who they are. You can call the Congressional Switchboard. They're very friendly, very helpful. And they will all you got to do is tell them where you live and they'll put you to the voicemail or to the office of your particular congressperson. Uh, the area code 202 224 3121, that's 202-224-3121. And tell them that you want to, that you want to support the, they want you, them, you want them to support this bill because we don't need speed limiters on trucks out there on the highway. Differential speed kills. When we get back, we'll finish up the show and I got some economic data for you. I'm Kevin Gordon, America's Trucking Network, 700 WLW. Since
1: 1973, OOIDA has been along for the drive. It started when a small group of us drove to Washington to speak up for our rights. Whether you're looking for last-minute repairs or dealing with emergency breakdowns, our friends at Rush Truck Centers offer same-day preventive maintenance and 24-7 roadside assistance. Their Rush Care customer support team can dispatch a mobile service unit to you when and where you need it. Rush Truck Centers also offers customizable maintenance plans on all makes and models to fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Visit iHeartRush.com to find your nearest location. That's iHeartRush.com. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers.
0: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina.